0: rankings, NBA Scots. Number five, Scott Pollard, also known for being on Survivor. Number four, 3D, Dennis Scott, making it rain. Number three, Scotty Brooks, a player and a coach. Number two, Scotty Pippen, the best person named Scott that I know. And number one, it's your boy, me, everybody.
1: Welcome to episode 37 of Wolvescast, the show hosted by two guys who have attended four straight wins at Target Center. That's myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm NBA Scott. That's right, the number one NBA Scott, indeed.
0: That's the advantage of making your own list. You can always put yourself first. It's all subjective anyways. <laughs> but, uh, no, honestly, I, I, I routinely say list. that Scotty Pippen is probably the best Scott we have out there right now. I mean There's he, a lot of Scots Who are mad overrated Francis Scott Key Is not even really a Scott
1: Scotty Pippen Put Scots on the map
0: Uh yeah say. That's what I'm saying It's, it's a, He's one of the best Things we have They're, legitimately aren't a lot of great scots in the world you know great scots so uh i'm glad he's uh, he makes me proud you know great scott it's a tough name sometimes
1: great scott that was a good power rankings intro
0: it gets right into it you know i like that uh thank you for coming back and listening to us or in case unless you're doing this for your first time in which case welcome Um, welcome welcome how things roll around here that's some people this is their
1: first show Oh, it's the first show and now they know the NBA Scots. I'm
0: not even going to ask you where you've been. Thanks for coming, (laughs) you know. And uh, we got a really fun week in the past week. We're going to be talking about some of the Timberwolves games that we saw. A couple of those in person even. Uh, Break down some other things that we saw about the Big Three and stuff like that. Uh, later in the show, we'll have a special public safety announcement that uh, <laughs> is just crucial to all you gotta hear NBA it. players. You got to hear. It. They're sponsoring the show. It. It's big. We're going to let you know how our old predictions did and predict some new predictions when we do predict it.
1: Oh. And then, of course, we're going to close with our weekly Wolfies and a game. Got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> got to do it. Yes, indeed.
0: So, out there, if you're listening, follow us on WolvesCast at WolvesCast, wolvescast.com. Subscribe to the pod. Um, we should start giving away Alexi Shved shirts again for people who review us. How many do we have left? Oh, there's a box. Hundreds. Home. Yeah, I have, we <laughs> we really overstocked on that. Let me tell you, we we got plenty.
1: Yeah, Shved not in the league anymore, but still in our hearts. Still, you still, know, still got shirts in your still attic. Still
0: in our Facebook groups,
1: Shved Club. <laughs> Shved Club out there, they still yeah. post. You know, they yeah, they are true Shved fans. Shved. They were. Shved fans, even when he's out, out of the league. They're yeah. not just NBA Shved fans. Yeah, that's true. All leagues. Uh, cool. So let's talk about uh, some of the games, run through these games real quick that happened this week. It was a uh, pretty good week for for the Wolves. Uh, four games, finishing up a road trip, a uh, little, little shorty road trip. Um, finished up in, in Washington on Friday, and then three games at home. Um, unfortunately, the Wolves lost that game in Washington on Friday, last Friday, the 6th of january they lost 105 to 112 pretty good game throughout though I yeah mean, uh, i uh, guess a very good team
0: i thought we made some progress I, I wrote down afterwards in my notes i was like oh. we lost this game but i don't feel that bad about it like <laughs> washington played yeah. really well and uh wiggins yeah. played really well you know so oh
1: yeah you 41 in that game is that right
0: yeah. yeah and our bench was the you know one of the biggest themes of the week is how the bench is playing yeah and that's the game where they showed up a little bit and we got some contributions from them it's and, great, and uh, at, at the time I was just like, "Oh, well, what? How random! That wouldn't it be nice if we can get more of that." <laughs> little did I know what was coming out ahead of us, you know. Yeah, but uh, you know, we just looked a little more tired than them on the road. Yeah, the second half back
1: to back. That's usually, or no, it wasn't. It was they had a couple nights off actually because they had the um, the the White House visit the day before. Yeah. See, so yeah, they played in Philly before that. Had a Terrible um, loss. And then had a couple of days off. Yeah, and then
0: they dusted themselves off because the next day they gotta go to the White House. White
1: House meet Barry, or I mean, I think they met Barry. They had like yeah, Yeah. Uh, there's There's no pictures, but there was like quotes from Barry talking about their defense. There's a Sports (laughs) Illustrated
0: interview I'm sure many of you read with uh, Andrew Sharp and Ricky Rubio, and it was he interviewed Ricky when they were in D.C. and they talked about that, and Ricky said. It's crazy, you know, uh, being like in the Oval Office, which you usually only see in movies and stuff. <laughs> and he's like, they won't let me take any photos, though. Uh, but my family still believes me that I was there. I was there. <laughs> yeah, I was they, there. They believe me. Um, so, uh, yeah, I hope they had fun with that because, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, the next night, John Wall destroyed them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to D.C. It was great. Um, and, okay, so then the Wolves start a four-game homestand that they're kind of currently right in the middle of. Um, uh, as of the time, and this was the back to back. Yeah, this was the back to back. uh, The night after the Washington loss, they were home against Utah, um, and uh, you know again played mostly a very solid game. Had a great first half of defense, um, and played well against Utah, who was on the rise. And um, actually, I think played one of their first games at kind of full strength. They got yeah. George Hill back. Uh, they got a bunch injured. of guys back, so you know, um, you know, they, they were they had all their guys ready to go, and yeah, Utah, you know, I think they'll probably be like a four or five seed uh, when it all gets settled out. They're a very good team. The Wolves played them well, but unfortunately, the Jazz went an eleven zero run. To end that game, they, wolves were up like it was kind of like they were toying with us, and <laughs> then when
0: they needed to get it done, they just shut us down. Like we, it was so just a crazy frustrating run. for like two minutes. We can't score one bucket. We're an NBA team, and like I get we're bad on defense, but we can't score one bucket. We're just why are we taking these jumpers? You know, oh man, Levine had a really bad fourth quarter. Uh, Britt Robson pointed out on Twitter today. Some just weird splits for Levine this season where he's at home, he's been amazing through the first three quarters, and then terrible in the fourth, and it flips when he's on the road. So weird, but I mean, he had a terrible fourth quarter, he was taking bad shots, and like so much for Wiggins, uh, you know, playing better on the second night of a back-to-back, which was a fun little fan theory going around. It doesn't really Yo, manifest itself in this game. And trying to hang our hats on that second half of back-to-back stat. Not this night. Not this <laughs> night. And, you know, maybe uh, you, there's two ways to look at this. You could look at this that we choked down the stretch, a better team just... Uh, when they wanted to bully us, they bullied us when they needed it, and we couldn't even get a single shot off. Or you could just say, you know what, second night of a back to back, they were in DC last night. Wiggins probably played like almost 40 minutes in DC, then comes out and plays another close to 40 out here. Maybe they're just tired when it mattered most. You know, they got to the end of that game, and yeah. there's just nothing in the fuel tank.
1: Yeah, so unfortunately, dropping that game 92-94 to Utah. That was so disappointing. That's one. Should have had that that one. That was such a blow,
0: man. It was a good thing that happened on the weekend, because then at least you can be like, (laughs) well, it's a weekend. I could do other (laughs) stuff. Brush it off and keep on going. That was a painful one.
1: Yeah, so Wolves lose that game. Uh, But uh, yeah, get back on the horse uh, for Monday and uh, faced off against Dallas for the Battle of the Bottom. Uh, Battle of the Bottom of the West. The two worst teams, they were tied for the worst records in the West. Going into this game, Wolves win, so you know, so, so we're so, not so, the worst. We got a we're little not edge, the worst. a little edge on Dirk and the Mavs, right there. It
0: catapulted us up to only three and a half or whatever <laughs> games out of the eight yeah. seed because yeah. there's only seven good teams in the West <laughs> this season. uh So yeah, I definitely wanted to win that game, though. I didn't want the sec- the other worst team in the West to beat us. You know, yeah, at least give us these little things. And the Mavs are a mess right now. Um, Man, they still have a great coach. They got Dirk. Yeah, we love. We went to the game just because. Uh-huh. Every time you get a chance to see Dirk, you got to take it. You, know? you got to go see Dirk. Don't
1: know how many chances you have left. Also, Monday games are great value at Target Center on got flash a seats. And stuff. A great so deal. You can really find. You know, it, it's less about the opponent on flash seats as far as like where the money go, where the you know how much the tickets are. It's more about the night of the week. No one's going on Mondays. Monday night versus you know uh, another terrible team. Um, I think, what else was going against us on that night? It was oh, super cold. It was super, super, super cold, cold <laughs> and
0: it, it was the beginning of the snowstorm that was like, it, it was made a, the streets so bad on Tuesday morning. And so
1: I think there was college football national title game that night too. I well, think Who it cares was, about that? It, I mean, I, I'm just saying, I don't care about that. I, I hardly knew, but I'm saying that's the reason people stayed home. <laughs> yeah, <I think laughs> there was nobody in Target Center there that was night. nobody.
0: Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is it's not exactly you know the New York game yeah. coming in here. Or yeah, exactly. It was a weird analogy. But it was good I to see Jerk.
1: He he um, scored 20 points for only the second time this season. He was oh, amazing man. from 3. He's,
0: he is just not the player <laughs> we remember him as. No. He, he never goes like hard. I don't think he had a single layup attempt. He, he's always going to just shoot guy. it and fade yeah. away cuz he doesn't want to take the body anymore. And so like all of his fouls, there's no any hard fouls on him. They're all just that ticky tack stuff that he he's can not, draw. There's one where yeah. Ricky like actively stood, <laughs> like stood with his hands up like three feet away from him and was like vertical. leaning back, just being like, Take the shot. And Dirk like somehow found a way to drag his elbow uh, and just got barely foul. nick Rubio. And he got the you know oh, he's getting some great calls.
1: Yeah, there, he doesn't so. post up very much anymore. It's pretty much all perimeter stuff. But hey, he's one of the older guys in the league. He's like thirty seven or something like that. So yeah. He, that's, that's the evolution of Dirk.
0: It's interesting to see uh, Harrison Barnes uh, killing mm-hmm. it. He had a really good night. Um, I know he's kind of a polarizing player, but he's also, you know, Wiggins adjacent, I think, in a lot of ways. It's kind of like, you know, on the high end of it, you hope one day Andrew Wiggins will be like Kawhi Leonard, but on the low end of it, you know, you could see him becoming someone, you know, like Harrison Barnes or yeah. uh, Rudy Gay, who we talked about a few weeks yeah. ago, or DeMar DeRozan, maybe. Yeah. I like that. So. It's just interesting. I think seeing his progress has been very interesting. And, uh, you know, he's got just a similar body type to Wiggins. Had a lot of hype in high school, like Wiggins, you know. So Yeah, you know, he's I'm the guy out there for Dallas right it's now. It's interesting to me. They're he's got a sweet shot. I mean, his shot was looking great. So yeah. uh, But we all know that when it matters most, you can't rely on him. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah, it's such a bad finals, man. Uh, it's crazy that he's still got that contract. Everyone's like, he's costing Barnes. himself so much money. And again, getting that money. Maybe that's what's gonna happen with Derrick Rose. He's like trying to walk away from basketball at the same time, saying like, "I want to max, max this off season." Maybe he just needs to get like Mark Cuban to be like, "Okay, new generation here." It's
1: oh, coming. I see. I don't know. Reboot, we'll we'll reboot see. the career.
0: Somebody's somebody's gonna offer him too much money.
1: Uh, okay, the last game of the week. Uh, the other night, Wednesday, um, the 11th, the Wolves won the game at home against Houston, 119 to 105. One of the better games of the season, one of the best wins of the season, I would say. Yeah, uh, A lot of people saying is their most complete game as far as both ends of the court. You know, full 48 minutes. This is kind of what we talk about when we say the Wolves can't be consistent. This is the type of game we're looking for. <laughs> we're looking for this kind of game where they can play all four quarters, good defense throughout, um, consistent effort. This was it.
0: You could say they've maybe played five straight really good quarters if you count <laughs> hey. how they closed out that Dallas game. All right. You know, they. Uh, yeah. beginning of that fourth quarter, we had a little mishap. Zach Levine walks off the court, doesn't even go to the bench. Just goes straight, keeps walking. Goes straight to the training He's room. He's gone. And uh, He knows. Our friend A.P. Krasinski, yes, Krasinski, John Krasinski, must follow for Minnesota sports fans. <laughs> uh, he tweeted out that, yeah, it was probably going to be something with the hip because I'd been bothering uh, Zach for a while or something to that effect. Yeah. I retweeted it. If you follow us, you'll see it. Uh, but just saying that, like, Levine's been banged up for a while. And then I'm like, why is why is Levine playing, like, 38 minutes a night if he's been banged up for a while? You know what? Like, He's banged up because he's playing 38 minutes a night? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And it's just like it it doesn't make sense, especially because we've seen, like, when we he's not on the court, we can still – Make stuff happen. Tyus came in and really saved us hang. at the end of the fourth in that Dallas game. Tyus and Belly yep. had a big fourth quarter. And then in Houston, the Houston game, we saw played the whole game without Zach. And I'm not saying we're better without Zach, but the way that Zach's absence made the rotation different actually had some like really interesting chemistry things happen, you know? Yeah. And maybe that's part of it is just like maybe teams are just scouting us too well. Like we've started the same five guys every game. And that Wiggins, uh, Towns, Levine have like the most minutes logged together as any trio in the NBA. Our starting five has the most minutes of any starting five. So we're remarkably easy to game plan against, is what I'm saying. (laughs) You know what you're going to get. Yeah. So maybe that's another thing is that the Rockets game, their scouting reports didn't work because we played so differently than we normally do. Um, but just like having Brandon Rush stand in that weak side corner and just like launch those threes and then really having Rubio just have more responsibility with the ball. He had 17 assists. Crazy. Uh, it was just like ties his career
1: high and ties the franchise high.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, another good game from the bench when we needed it. But it just it's interesting because I think uh, what we can talk about maybe in a few minutes or right now is that uh, the big three don't play very well when they play together.
1: Yeah, the stats the stats don't uh, are not in their favor. The big three. Well, we'll yeah, let's transition into that. Um, um,
0: first, we gotta give a shout to the scholars uh, who give us this great info. Yeah, uh, two great pieces. Britt Robson, who we always tell you to read his articles on Min Post or f- listen to his podcast because they're both terrific. Um, and then also at PD Wolves. For punch Drunk. Punch Drunk Wolves. And I wrote down his name. And while well, I was writing down the name, I was like, it's weird that I am like, oh, yeah, P.D. Wolves wrote it up, the recap. And I was like, ah, it's, what's his name? I saw it. It's Andy Grimsrud. Yeah. I, I just knew him as P.D. Wolves. It's weird how the internet right. get known by our handle sometimes. Andy G. But Andy anyways, G over Andy there. Andy G. Yeah. Uh, P.D. Wolves, read that recap. It is really good. And it talks a lot about, uh, you know, the effect that playing these uh, three young guys together all the time is having on the team. And, uh so basically, what it breaks down, we got the numbers here, but you know, I think it's weird to translate some of these numbers. We're like, in 892 minutes, we're at plus 77. You know, it's like yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. I, I understand you guys are smart enough to get the stats, but I think it's better if you read their articles and get to the stats. Uh, we might drop a little here or there. But the, the point is that uh, we don't play very well when we play together. We are a negative when Towns, Wiggins, and Levine are on the court together. We are a huge negative. And when the, all other minutes where those three are not on the court together, we're positive. And so we could be a winning team if we played those three together less. We would win more games, perhaps, like we saw with Houston. Give our vets a little bit more run. Give our bench a little more run. Maybe they'll flourish. But the problem is, are you stunting the development of the big three in any way if you're ta- you're having Levine come off the bench? Which I think a lot of people want to see. We've been talking about a little bit this season. I think he would be great coming off the bench, especially because... Uh, what the Wolf Among Wolves recap really highlights is that Wiggins is really good when he doesn't play with Levine, but he's not good in the same way when he plays with Levine, and that's very interesting to me. Um, so there's weird chemistry things at work here, and uh, I don't know, do you just, the question is like, what do you think we should do, Neil? keep running them out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think what's been clear and what this is, you know, from, from Britt's piece, I think. One of the you know, things he's trying to point out is that this has possibly been Thibodeau's plan all along. You know, Losses be damned, we're just going to run these guys out here and see what we have. Yeah. See where the deficiencies are, see where the overlaps are, figure out what we need to do, maybe at the trade deadline, or most likely in the offseason. So, it's clear that yeah. Thibs knows that doing
0: this is, not, is hurting the team. In the short term. Short term, yeah, for now. But in the long term, if making, if letting them fail together now somehow makes it faster, learning curve faster, I don't know if it does. It seems like success would make it faster. I don't think it's
1: faster, but it definitely bodes, bodes well for the future. I think it might raise their ceiling is maybe the argument yeah. of like, if we put these guys to the fire now, they're going to lose more games right now, but they are going to be more ready and we're going to know more about how they play together and their synergies uh, down the line when it really matters when we're actually in the playoffs when we're actually a top four seed hopefully something like that like many years down the road like so I think it's kind of a long play situation for Tibbs and which I don't is know. crazy. It, it makes a lot of sense. It's crazy, though, because people... At the beginning of the year, we all thought he was going to be a short-term, get all the mad vets. Win now. Get, win now guy. And it's been shockingly the opposite. But when I think back on it, I don't know why we thought that. He has a five-year deal. Yeah. He's He has both jobs. Uh, he you He can... has everything. He's not on the hot seat at all, nor will he be. He's the guy. Right. There's no reason for him to rush it
0: and I've, I've been impressed and it, even though like in the short term it's like frustrating to watch yep. you know some of these losing streaks or just in general this season as uh, fun as it has been there has been you know frustrations from people who expected more so yeah. as frustrated as that can be though I'm still more impressed than anything that Tibbs is taking that big view because now we're feeling that heat and we're like okay who can we trade do we trade Levine or do we trade Wiggins Who's, who can we get out of here when will yeah. we get back you know and it's just like how can we rush this process and you know so that kind of ties in here a little bit because the question is like, could we beat? Could we have better games like this, like against we had against Houston, if we put Zach on the bench and have him come off the bench, and then like have Belly coming off the bench, or maybe Belly starts and Gordon yeah, comes rush. off the bench, and yep. like start changing this stuff up, or in like maybe we can get the eighth seed, yep, get blasted out of the playoffs. Is that better? <laughs> Although like making the playoffs that gives like Towns and Wiggins and Bean. And Rubio, like meaningful minutes that they have never had before. And something, like cred. Yeah. The cred, and they would give them a kind of confidence. And I think that there is something for having these guys get blasted out of the first round by the Warriors or whatever. Yeah. You know?
1: Just a taste. There's something to it. It's a taste of the playoffs.
0: Is it worth more than developing these guys? One and B the side effect of like killing yourself to develop these guys. It's so like the Zach Levine point guard experiment. Oh. Side effect is you're gonna get a good draft pick. You're gonna have a terrible record and good, 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 <laughs> good draft pick, and it's just like I don't know if that should be the main goal, but we're at 40 games into the season. We better, <laughs> we better like, what would you rather? Would you rather have a top, you know, 10 draft pick, or would you rather make the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, I think that it will. It will. You know, obviously, I, I don't think the Wolves make the playoffs at this point. I don't think Tibbs are gonna change up his his strategy at this point. But you know, I think. You know I think it's smart what he's doing. I think you know, overall, it's a smart tactic. He is coming into a situation with players he did not draft or did not acquire for the most part. He's just trying to get some Intel, trying to get some information, some some real life NBA game information. And you know he's getting the raw stuff right now, even though it kind of kind of can be ugly. I think it's the right move, and it is hard to watch, and it is bad for ticket sales and for the front office to kind of be like, oh, no, not again. Uh, and For longtime fans, just to have another year where you're looking at the bottom of the standings rather than the top. But Oh, I saw a college basketball game on the other day, and I was like,
0: Wonder if we're going to draft anyone?
1: Well, who's game. Yeah. who's in this? We're getting game. to that
0: point of the season who's where it's here? like I, when the draft big board Chad Ford releases the draft big board. I'm Yeah, definitely be oh, looking yeah. at it. One you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, we're from very familiar with
1: that process. So yeah,
0: uh, that might be what we're looking at.
1: Yeah, so it's been it's been um, you know exactly now that we're 40 games to the season, 39 games to the season, we're kind of seeing what you know the the game plan is long term for this for this uh, Tibbs era. And, uh, yes, it can, it's ugly right now, but, man, he's putting through the fire. Like we said, you know, the, like Britt wrote in his column, well, the big three are minus 71 in the 992 minutes that they're on the court together, and they're a plus 14 in the 842 minutes they don't play together. So, you know, I think this is the kind of information that's good. I think they will, you know, it's, it's interesting now. It'll be even better at the end of the season. They'll be able to look at all of it for a season-long sample and kind of see what they want to do because they're going to have a ton of cap space um, in the offseason, that is when Tibbs is really gonna be able to put his imprint on this squad and he'll have a lot of data to to go from on <laughs> on on this team. But I the thing is I agree with that, but don't you also learn about your team from what you saw in Houston? Yeah. Uh, like I said, Houston game I think so. Like you learn about think them. That's by... valuable too and that's where I thought it would be. I thought he would supplement more of the youth with vets so they would get a taste of the winning. Like we're saying a taste of the playoffs. So they would have these winning habits but it, it I guess it just seems like Tibbs is fine with you know just playing them hella minutes and, and having them just learn on their own and not have them have vet presences around, I guess. It's a different kind of school. It's but- so weird.
0: And it's also not just that, but it's like Shabazz is playing really well, and now he's played himself into a spot where Tibbs really has to give him more minutes. Yep, but it's just like sometimes I feel like... And maybe rightly so because this team's going to sink or swim in the future by our big three. But it seems like Tibbs is not at all like caring about the t- development of Shabazz. Yeah, and maybe he is behind the scenes and we're not seeing it because Shabazz That's has true. definitely improved recently. Yeah, we don't know. We know Shabazz is a hard worker. You know, maybe Tibbs is doing great coaching behind the scenes. We don't see that, but uh, it just feels like we don't care about his growth as much.
1: You know, a couple weeks ago we were lamenting the bench. we had the worst bench in the league. They literally were scoring like under ten points a game. Like really, really bad stuff. That has all turned around in the last couple weeks. Um, Again, from Britt Robson, had a tweet this week uh, with some stats. Over the last 10 games, Shabazz has shot 51.5% from the field, 60% from three-point line. And 85, almost 85% from from the free throw. He's been great over the last two weeks. I mean, just just as we were just saying, like, can we tr- move this guy for anything? Is, is his trade value zero? He got his Christmas wish. <laughs> he pulled it all together. In yeah. 2017, Shabazz has been a new man. He's killing it out there. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic
0: to see. And I think uh, if you go read that Wolf Among Wolves recap, they also point out that he is also being at least passable on defense. Yeah. He's not the lineups that he plays in are good on defense. So at least he's not killing us, you know, <laughs> and that's a huge thing too. So uh, I love the energy he brings. Still, I think I don't know. I don't think we can trade him this. Maybe in the offseason, but not. Yeah, it's hard to know.
1: You think NBA, NBA, other NBA teams? They're smart. They look at the long picture. They look at. All of Boss's games, maybe not his most recent two weeks, like a two week spurt where he's playing well isn't going to necessarily save his trade value and his overall portfolio is going to speak for itself and get him traded and get his, you know, assigned his value more than anything else. But it's
0: kind of like the Nerland's Noel thing. It's hard to trade for a guy who's entering restricted free agency, uh, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, a lot of times, bad teams what they do is they trade valuable pieces to championship or playoff-bound teams and to get some lever- some pieces back. Yep. And we the don't have any pieces, pieces that, that like game. any championship squad's going to be like. You know what, Shabaz Muhammad's the missing role player that we need <sighs> yeah. to to put this away. I don't think we have anyone on the team who's like that. Where they're like, yeah. you know what. If Not we, even Ricky. If we just get Cole Aldrich, we're over the edge. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't right. have anyone like that. So any trade we would have to do is, and that's what's weird is we would have to trade to another team that needs to rebuild. You know, and so it's weird to trade building blocks for building blocks. You know,
1: but the bench improvement has been has been nice. Belitz uh, has also played better. Uh, Brandon Rush, as we mentioned, played a lot in the Houston game. I think he had 12 points, hit like three threes or four threes. Um, you know, in Zach Levine's absence. Um, but I, it's inter- it'll be interesting to see when Zach comes back from the hip uh, contusion, you know, how, how this bench situation plays out. Will Tib stick to his guns? I think he will. <laughs> and Keep playing Zach 40 minutes? Or will has he seen something in this rejuvenated bench squad where he will maybe, you know, dial back just a few minutes from, from the starters and, and, and yeah. give, give the bench a little bit more? Zach's not going to. No.
0: <laughs> and uh, the thing with Belly, too, is that the past two games we've seen Tibbs take Gorgie out because he needs Belly defensively. Yep. Uh, when Gorgie wasn't getting back to Dirk in time and have, like, Belly was able to guard both Dirk and Harrison Barnes when he needed to, and that was a really versatile. End. And again, against Houston, uh, Gorgie couldn't guard Ryan Anderson, and so Belly came in pretty quick yeah. for Gorgie. And it's nice to see that uh, Tibbs has confidence
1: in Belly defensively,
0: even though he still fouls everybody he touches.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else got on bench or uh, big three stuff?
0: Uh just, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Zach comes back. At the very least, I hope that Tibbs will see us win without Zach and be like, you know what, if his hip hurts, well, just give him a rest. Let rest him, him you know, him let him have a game off if he needs it, because God forbid, you know what the NBA doesn't want? They don't want Zach Levine hip injury out of the NBA dunk contest. <laughs>
1: Cannot They're
0: basically marketing the game around him. So like if he's out, that's going to really hurt their business <laughs> yeah, interests. that's So the, the, the league might intervene here and be like, Tibbs. You gotta rest him in a few more games. Please. Come on, man. We need him in
1: the dunk contest. He's all we got. <laughs> mm. All right. This week, we do have a sponsor, like most weeks. Today, we have a very important public service
0: announcement brought to you by the very nice people at Steer It, Don't Snap It. Steer It, Don't Snap It. It's an epidemic. Distracted driving kills more people than drunk drivers now. It's crazy out there. Kills more people than cancer in America. Crazy. And you got to be careful out there in these streets. I see it. I used to see it every day when I used to commute with my wife to work before she got a job in a different city. Is uh, Every day you'd see people who just do something dangerous. They something their that eyes if down. you weren't paying attention, they would have created an accident. You have to be actively... It's The problem's getting worse, Neil. That's why self-driving cars are going to be able to take over. They're We're gonna such say, bad
1: drivers. They're going to save us from ourselves. We are such bad drivers as
0: humans. And... You know, don't do distracted driving, but definitely don't be playing on Snapchat while you're driving, okay, everybody? I understand it has a filter worth of miles per hour that's not for you to drive and snap with, okay? Yeah,
1: that's for airplanes only.
0: You know what? This goes out directly to Andrew Wiggins. Uh oh. See you on Snapchat, man. You, I get it. Your stereo system's good, and you like the <laughs> hook of a few songs. You know, you wanna you wanna share it with everyone while you're like yep. making that mean face. Yep. But man, I see. Sometimes you know what? He's just parked at a light. You know, it's a red light. Still got to keep your head in the game. Still got to be careful. He's driving a moving car. Come on, Andrew.
1: You're the money. You're the franchise guy, okay? It's probably like a truck. It's probably a big, like, It's he it, it probably has, like, a big SUV. Right. He's not rocking some lightweight thing. He can do some damage with, with the big, big old SUV like that.
0: You know, losing him in a Snapchat accident would be, like, the millennial <laughs> Len Bias. It's not cocaine that Ugh. kills us anymore. It's that it's that mad driving distracted with our social media apps.
1: Listen, the future of the wolves is bright. We're talking we're talking this week about how things are going to be great in the next couple of years. But that doesn't happen if you're not around, Andrew. We need you on this team. We need you on this planet. Let's keep it going and let's avoid injuries or worse. You know, by you're going to look like that ghost car. on
0: the on the logo. You're going to look like that Snapchat ghost <laughs> when you die. <laughs> You know what's this, uh, the worst part of this? Not the worst part of it. The worst part of it would be losing to Andrew, but you know what? What, what? You, you die when you're snapping a story, and everyone's going to be able to watch your dumbass get killed for 24 hours after that. No one wants to go out like that. It's That's the all, worst way to go out. It's
1: going to be all over the news. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be all over the internet. So lots future, of reasons was here. Was that
0: future zone worth it? <laughs>
1: yeah. And exactly. you know what?
0: I'm directing this at Andrew because Andrew's the worst. But Shabazz does it. You see other players do it. Not just... Young guys, we we know Okafor got in trouble last year for going a hundred some over a bridge while snapping oh. it. There's an epidemic in our league, and I just want to say, guys, I know you think you're invincible because you're literally gods among men in terms of your physicality. Um, Settle but down, you're not
1: invincible. Settle down out there, you guys. Steer it, don't snap it. Think about that. Think about that. That little uh, little phrase. Steer just it. Just
0: get someone in your entourage and hand the phone to them. Let them yeah. snap it. You yeah, know? come on. All right. So thank you I'll to get them to drive. Let thank them drive. you
1: to steer it, don't snap it for their support of Wolvescast and this episode, and onward to Predict It! <gasps> we'll predict it. We'll predict it. We'll predict it. We got a crystal
0: I did a real-time prediction on Twitter, going into the fourth quarter at the Rockets game. I was I saw like, that. "They're gonna Harden's gonna get to 40 points. He had 26 going into that fourth quarter. I'm like, they're gonna shoot 15 more free throws than the Timberwolves." And I was wrong. And some people, you know, <laughs> I see people do this a lot now due to do the reverse jinx, okay? Where you 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 post like the thing you don't want to happen in hopes that you're wrong because then you, it's a win-win situation for you. You yep, can either yep. be like, "I told you so," or you could be like, "I won." And so that's the reverse jinx, but I wasn't even trying to reverse jinx. I just no, we thought that legit, was going to happen. We
1: felt that way. We felt the vibes. We knew the We knew the the hardened experience, lots of free throws, but it did not come to pass. Can we
0: just say, I think I've already ruined one of my resolutions from last week. Oh, no. I was talking about how I don't want to let the ref- referees like influence my enjoyment of basketball. And I lost my cool a little bit at both the Mavs and the Rockets game. People were enjoying it in my section. It's always, you know, people enjoy the guy who... Is yelling at the refs.
1: <laughs> you know, One do the guy who's almost getting kicked out.
0: You know, I keep... I, I don't go blue. I'm like, I am like sure, to... Sure, no cursing. Uh, you know, I try to keep it a little lighthearted. But I'm, you got to yell hard or else they <laughs> won't hear you, you know? Well, so they can you, hear you. You got to yell them forcibly, you know? Yeah. yeah, I saw them talking about, like, does it seem... Twitter's like, does it seem like... Uh, Thibodeau's mic is getting louder every game. It's like, no, there's just less it's like, people. No, there's just less people. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. It's easier
1: yeah. to hear him when no one's there. All right, predicted. We uh first we have some predicted predict follow-up. We have done predicted uh once so far um, in previous episodes of this season. And um uh we, we need to update you on a couple of those things. I predicted that the Wolves will be nine and eleven after twenty games. Um uh no. Mm. They were <laughs> they were they were six <laughs> They were six and fourteen um, actually during that time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not good. Um, so yeah, they went three and seven their first three uh, their first ten games, and then three and seven again, and then three and seven again. Um, also, my other prediction was Wiggins will win Player of the Week before Go! before twenty seventeen. Uh, that didn't happen. Wiggins came out of the gate nice and strong. Felt like he would maybe get a December Player of the Week, but nah. Didn't happen. What about you, Scott? How'd you do uh, in the in the first in the first in the first predicted? You see, this is how you get good at predictions. Okay. You put your predictions so far
0: out that I can't even say <laughs> if I'm right or wrong yet. Uh, we'll find out soon enough. I think I'm okay uh, on one of them at least, and that's can. that. Carl Anthony, I said that Carl uh, Anthony Towns would. Not be an all star representative for the Timberwolves.
1: So the Wolves will have an all star who is not
0: Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I was riding high on the Wiggins bandwagon at that point. But uh, yeah, both of us were. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like that'll be the case. If anyone, I no. bet it would be Towns. Yeah. Uh, so you know, we can go ahead and give me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just ahead of time, because I have a feeling about that. But crazier things have happened, so we'll see about that. Yep. Wiggins could, you know, maybe Zach's hip doesn't get better for a week, and Wiggins, you know, peels off a couple 40-point games in a row, you know? Totally. Um, and then my other prediction was that Zach Levine would lose the NBA dunk contest, but win the NBA three-point contest. That's still this, six weeks away This or could so. manifest itself, a month because away. you know what could make you lose that contest? What? Hips. Hip. Hip injury. You can need your hips for that. But you don't need your hips quite as much when you're just nailing those threes. That's why you can see can old men you can see like, they say like larry bird can like beat you in a shooting contest still he doesn't have any hips you don't need it
1: yeah okay uh let's get some new predictions um for going forward here i'll start us out um talking about the all-star game carl anthony town my prediction is carl anthony towns will be named to the all-star game but it will be as in. Injury replacements. I don't mm. think. I don't think. Uh, I think there's lots of guys who are, are in front of him. I don't think he really deserves an outright All Star spot this season. But I don't know who it'll be. But I have an inkling he'll somehow make it. He'll be. He'll be just. He'll be right on the fringes to be left out as far as proper voting. And then he will. Then someone will be out, and he will get propped up and get put into the game. That's just. That's just a. a you know, some Something that thinks going to happen. It's it's a tough to know on that because
0: uh, there's so many great front court players, tons in in the West. It's insane, and then you also have to fight against like people being like, you know what. Us well, coaches, we're going to put Dirk in as an injury replacement <laughs> because Dirk deserves to be at an All Star game. It could be his final All Star game, you know. So he has to work against that that kind of like respect to your elders.
1: The uh, second placement, the you know. second round of votes uh, tallies came out today, just the front court players in the West who are but who are who are above cat right now: Kevin Durant, Pachulia, Kawhi. Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Demarcus Cousins are the are the guys who are ahead of him just on votes. And this year they've changed the, the formula so votes don't mean everything. So Zaza um, won't get in, but Gasol, those other guys would all get picked. Gasol before. is 10th in, in voting right now. And he you could easily be in the, the coaches. Game. He, you could easily see oh, the coaches he's in the game. Him. He's in the game above towns. I think he should be. But I think one of those guys, for some reason, might not play. Zaza's not going to be in the game. But yeah, that, that's, that's take what we're a few, working with. It would take
0: a few injuries for this predicted to happen, That's <laughs> what I'm going to say. But we'll you see. never
1: know. It, it, we'll see. It, it could happen. All right, Scott, what's your first predict it this week?
0: My predict it this week is going to be that Zach Levine will end up getting more All Star votes than Andrew Wiggins. Mm. Uh, I I was surprised to see he's 10th in this week, yeah. 10th among guards in the West, which is crazy, right? Like, oh, man, I mean, that's insane. He had 95,000 votes and, like, I think the 10th place in the West for front court players, Gasol had like 200,000 votes or something. So like 175. Wiggins could easily have 150 and we wouldn't know about it because he would be a front court player who is after Gasol and we haven't seen anything beyond the top 10. So Wiggins could have more votes than Levine right now, but something tells me Levine's going to end up with more. I don't feel like Canada's getting out the vote for Wiggins like the home country should. You would think they would. You would think they would, but you know what? They're all about pushing Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan up there. You should listen to a Toronto game sometimes. They push that so many times a game, you know. Vote Kyle in. So um, yeah, they're not voting for Wiggins as much, I don't think. And Zach is so kid friendly, and everyone loves dunks. And I was just surprised to see him top ten in guards, top ten.
1: Yeah, so kids lo-
0: the kids love him. So when the final vote tallies come out, I'll review. I'll <laughs> yeah. let you know. It'll be very
1: telling. Um. All right. Next one. Next. Uh, next predicted here. I am going to predict that the Wolves will finish with. More than thirty five wins at the end of the season. This one I'm pushing all the way to the end of the season. you won't I won't be right or wrong until the very, very end, but uh, the wolves are currently thirteen and twenty six as we record this. Ouch. So I need them to go at least twenty two and twenty one a winning record in the back half of this season. Can it happen? Uh, I don't know, but I, I I don't know. i I think, I think things will turn around for the team uh, March and April. It's always a very soft time for, for lottery teams, you know what I mean, to show out. The Wolves did it last year, and so I think this year they're, they're ahead of where they were last year as far as development across the whole year. I think they can get to 35 wins this year. What Do you, do you think they'll get to 35 wins? What do nah. you think? 30, what do you think they'll get to 32 wins? Uh, Again, they're, thir- they have, yeah, they're 13 no. and 26. How many more wins no. do you see for the Wolves this year? Uh, Less no. than 20. I
0: think they'll finish with 29, just like last 29. year. 29. You get six, 16
1: more wins for them. Um, yeah, yeah, that's,
0: it's hard to say. I just... Uh, one of my predictions that I'm not going to do is I was thinking we're closer to like a, getting a top six pick or something, yeah. especially if we're getting towards like it's April and it's like do we want to play ourselves like we can't make I mean, the we playoffs. know do Tibbs is sitting these guys the he's picks? not going
1: to sit them so
0: well I mean, that's the old tips. <laughs> You know, we don't know about new Tibbs. We're talking about Tibbs, who is an organization Walk about builder, yeah. And what Walkabout Tibbs learned is you got to get good draft picks. You know, so <laughs> the he's value he's of coach. assets. He is coach and GM, so he needs to keep right. an eye on those draft picks. Um, so, we'll see, I also think that our record, our schedule, doesn't get much easier in the second half. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. It's tough out there in these streets. All right, it's got last predicted. For also, you. We, we'd have to start by winning a game against a team in our division. Still. Northwest Division, still. Still like 0 and 7. We have not beat the Nuggets. We have not beat the Jazz. We have not beat the Trailblazers. We have not beat the Thunder yet. OKC. Okay, maybe this week. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe tonight. Maybe. Maybe tonight. Um, okay, so my last predicted is that the Wolves will not make a deal at the trade deadline. No deadline
1: action. Everyone's no chomping at the bit for some deadline action. Is Shabazz going to get traded? How are they going to beef up this bench? Are they going to add a vet? Nah, Scott says.
0: Yeah, I mean, Stan Pat. I think, unless there's like some crazy deal out there where someone's like, we're willing to give up this great piece for Ricky Rubio, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, I just think more likely than not, uh, like I said earlier, no championship team wants any part of our roster. And so that leads us just trading with other teams that have bad rosters. But teams that have bad rosters usually make those kind of swaps in the offseason where you have more time to do it. And so, like, you don't see those kind of trades from between bad teams as often midseason. And I I just think that Tibbs is okay doing this over and over again, even if it means we lose. We've seen he's not going to change the starting lineup. I don't think he's going to make a trade. And so I don't think we have the leverage on many players at all right now. And so I I just don't see it happening. And that's okay. That's okay with me. Uh, Give us a full season, and uh, we'll see in this offseason what Tibbs could do.
1: All right, that is predicted. Mark them down. We'll keep track of them. We'll do predicted again in a month or so and uh, update you. On uh, what's happening here. I guess we'll have to do it after All-Star. Yeah. Because then we'll see. I've I've staked so many (laughs) All-Star (laughs) predictions. So many All-Star. Way more than the All-Star game deserves. All right. Let's uh, get to our weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your weekly Wolfies. Yes, another week has passed and we have Wolfies to give out. And I can
0: hear my audio in both ears.
1: <laughs> Wolfie's everybody. Um, time to give out some awards for cool slash terrible things we saw this week. Stuff we want to shine a light on. Stuff we want to bring your attention to um, this week. Um, I'll start us out, Scott. This Please week, do. yes. Um, my weekly Wolfie goes to the Wolves front office for adding to their analytics staff. Oh, I like that. Just uh, you know, a couple new hires for the front office um, in their um, analytics department. Um, Dwight Lutz and Nick Rest- Restifo uh, were hired this week as basketball operation. It's the analysts. First time those
0: two have ever been shouted out on a podcast. Shout out to you two,
1: <laughs> Dwight Lutz. You uh, worked in the NBA for the NBA um, the last four years in analytics and strategy, um, so he knows his stuff. And uh, Nick uh, Rustifo was um, a data scientist, um, at the at Darden Restaurants. I don't even know what that is. Darden, who, you know, certain, certain, it's like a parent company, I guess. He also worked mm. f- um, and wrote for nyloncalculus.com. Nice. The blogger. Blogger blogger turned good. <laughs> you see a lot of that in baseball, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, almost
0: everyone ba- who works at baseball, that baseball prospectus. prospectus gets hired. And right now, our boy Aaron Gleeman is editor in chief. So hopefully that means one day the twins will follow suit and hire his ass because. That would be fun, right?
1: right? <laughs> totally. That sounds cool. I just like that the, you know, I feel like the, the analytics, um, you know, sort of uh, renaissance has been going on for many years now, and it's, it's nothing too new, but I think it's great that the At- Wolves have, have and, and Thibodeau, in his walkabout ways, after, he says, after, you know, traveling and, and seeing all these other teams, has kind of learned what your front office needs to be and what kind of people need to be there and what their these jobs need to
0: be. teams are just in the past three years alone, the amount of data that mm. These teams have access to yeah. health data, you know, just like all these kind of like sports view. Everyone has the tracking cameras. They have more data than they know what to do with. And so <laughs> they need to bring in people who can sift through the data, who can read it, organize it and just understand what it means. And, uh, you know, that's it's crazy. You could, there's more data than any team can realistically use all of it right now. They're still figuring out. And it's kind of fun. It's like an inventor's race. It's like where the innovation in the yeah. field is where like people are discovering wildly new ways to measure <laughs> things all the time. And uh Sabermetrics and uh, and in basketball. Yeah, so
1: it's good to see the Wolves keep adding to their analytics staff. That's always a good thing. In the um,
0: meantime, I'm still so stat dumb. That's one of my New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get smarter about NBA stats. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Uh, Scott, uh, who wins your weekly Wolfie this week?
0: Uh, I got a weekly Wolfie that is very weird. Because I'm conflicted about it. Go, our my weekly wolfie goes to the Ushers at the Target Center. We were at Monday night's game, and my friend Kurt Baker shouts. To Kurt Baker was in the upper deck, and we had tickets in the lower deck. And it was so unintended. It was one of the worst, poorly, att- most poorly attended games I've seen. Yeah, like this we season. said, all, everything was nobody going was there. This. <laughs> nobody was there, and uh, Kurt was in the upper deck, and he couldn't sneak down. He tried several times, and. It's so it should be so easy, okay? Because especially like I love Target Field for this reason. It's very easy to sneak down past the ushers. Yeah. and they don't care because they realize no one's at the this stadium. It's this a bad team. This is a bad product right here. They paid a lot of money. Who, who am I to chase them off? And I love that attitude. Yeah, it's been one of my favorite things about the Target Center for years. Turn a
1: blind eye.
0: I, you know, I have beef with the Target Center and sometimes how they you know flash eats or you know I've got beef with the front office every once in a while. But I've always thought the event staff there were very good about letting you get by without too yes. much hassle. Yeah. Yes. And apparently, Kurt tried it several times. And so I told Kurt that night, I'm going to put this as my weekly Wolfie, but <laughs> Wednesday night, we sneaked down, no problem. I was carrying my jacket in my hands. No, prob. no problem. No problem. First try.
1: Yeah, this is a tough one, because on one hand, it's their job to make sure that ticket holders are in their seats. But on the other hand, th- like you said, this is one of the most sparsely attended Wolves games we've been to in quite some time. Right. Just let folks come on down. So Just it's, let people sit on down there, especially in the second half. Come right. on. First half, I get it. So Second half, let folks come on down. I'm
0: willing to allow the idea that maybe Kurt sucks at sneaking down. Maybe he's got <laughs> he like like a room at it, you know? Plan. Because we got through, <laughs> and, but we know how it works, you know. Yeah. We got we got our system together. Oh so. yeah, oh we know that. Uh, you just got to act like you you know where you're going is yeah. the main thing. Yeah, yeah, you, can you go anywhere with that. Have to, you have to make sure you get something so it looks like you could be returning. You're like don't return to this. Don't try to sneak down empty handed. Like have some food in your hands or something. One, yeah. the usher's like, I'm not going to ask him to take his ticket out of his pocket. He's got food in his hands. His hands are full. Of beers, and food. If you're coming down empty-handed with your jacket on, they're like, he didn't leave his halftime seat <laughs> to get a snack yeah. and his jacket's on. So I don't know. There's there's layers to it. But I also want to give a quick shout-out. Uh, the Target Center, we've always given them a lot of, uh, you know, sh- thrown a lot of shade their way for never, ever updating their playlists. And they're doing it more frequently. I'm hearing a lot of modern music, including
1: really torture, in
0: yeah, Man Martigan. <laughs> DJ Man Martin again. Yeah, bringing some current stuff. Like, this remix is only a couple weeks old. He's got it in there. And they froze it on the part and looped it on the part where he says, I got Splash Like Zach Levine. I got
1: Splash Like Zach Levine. Yeah, I got Splash Like
0: Zach Just over and over again. So, yeah, shouts the, to that, too. That's cool. got some new
1: jams in there. They got the Black Beatles instrumental. They got some, some different hits up in there. They got several of the new Tribe
0: songs, you know. Yeah,
1: they're expanding a little bit.
0: It's all modern, so.
1: Okay, those are our Weekly Wolfies this week, you guys. Um... But yeah, we're almost done with the show, but uh, before we get to that, you know that we need to play a game. What would it be without a game? What would it be without a game? Life is but a game. Oh wait, does
0: Shakespeare say that? I don't know. (laughs) I might be mixing it up with something. Who was it? So Neil.
1: Yeah. was
0: watching the the Wizards game, you know, just mad smashed. Late at night, past midnight, Friday night or whatever it was, and uh, I was... You know, really getting into it with with watching Drew go off for 41, mm-hmm. and I realized that when he does something killer, because he had a couple killer slams in that game, I'm like, I need to know his middle name so I can shout his full name. Like, okay. like, uh, like when you're in trouble, your our mom is like Neil Daniel Olstad.
1: Yeah, she you get, get the middle name attention. and you know they mean business, right?
0: And so I want the full name. Okay. And that sent me down a rabbit hole. Okay of looking up Timberwolves players' middle names.
1: Think to yourself right now, do you know any Timberwolves players' middle names? I cannot name any of them off the top of my head. I hope some of these questions help me out. Uh, yeah, they're very disjointed though. Okay. The first
0: one is a limerick, and then I decided after the first one that limericks were too hard for this, and so <laughs> there's only one. Are these all current players? These are all players on the team right now. Okay. So we start with the disclaimer that of two people we gotta get out of the way. Zach's dunks are freaking insane, and Cat is deadly in the lane, but try hard as I might After searching all night I couldn't find If they have a Mill name There we go Just getting started That <laughs> way you don't have to guess those guys You okay, know okay, Because okay, now okay. you know Those two I couldn't find it Okay
1: <laughs> It's not on their Wikipedia anything.
0: I did several searches uh, I believe you Everything with Carl's name Is that it's Carl Anthony Is the first name And Towns is the last name But right. there's no one Who ever asked about the mill name Same well, Zach name. All right If anyone knows if Zach has a mill name It should be easy stuff Call To figure us. out let know. Us know. Come on Let me know All right but let's continue question two there's another player also that doesn't have a middle name a little bit we'll see okay. gonna, which player has two last names
1: w- straight up which player has two last names yep uh, like actual last names or a- a- yep. sounding last names no um, uh, Nemanja Bielica uh, no it's <laughs> course, foreign uh, Ricard Rubio E. Vives oh you're right <laughs> Oh, Ricky, I see. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, it's Ricky because in Spanish culture, you have two of uh, the family names the mother side and the father side. So Aha. his full name is Ricard Rubio y Vives. Okay. A well, last name question there. That's right. Okay, question number three, Neil. To find out Wiggins' middle name, finish these Kanye West lyrics from highlights for me. Got the fruit of Islam in the trenches, huh? Even though they know Jesus is a blank, huh? I can give you two more lines if you need it.
1: Uh, Christian.
0: Yes, that's correct. Andrew, Christian Wiggins. <laughs> Christian Leitner, Christian Wiggins. Christian. He's always oh, meant to be a Timber wolf, so He was okay. always meant to be a wolf. The follow-up line was going to be, she spent her whole check on some blanks, and that girl ain't even religious. <laughs> um, all right, so final one coming up here. This is a matching round. I'm gonna give you three Timberwolves players and three middle names. You gotta match them, okay? Okay. The three Timberwolves players are Brandon Rush, Gorgie Jane, Shabaz Muhammad. The three middle names are Neji, Sai, and LaRay.
1: <laughs> Gorgie, what is it? Gorgie, Shabaz, and Rush. And Rush. And what are the three names again? Neji, Sai, and LaRay. Lorray. I'm gonna say Brandon Rush is LaRay. Yes. That's correct. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> got new drops. Um, yeah, Neji, what are the what are the two left? Neji and Psy. Uh, Neji I, I, and uh, let me Psy. spell them out for you. Yeah, they're fun yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Neji is N A G E E. Sai is a simple S
1: Y. S Y. S Y. Okay, I'm gonna say Gorgie is Psy. Oh, you got it! And oh then my gosh. Baz Boz is ma- Neji? Neji. Neji. Ah, man. Good job, you names? I,
0: I, I, I didn't think you were going to be able to match all three of those there. But oh, my
1: gosh. S.Y.? It. Yeah.
0: It's S.Y. Gordy, name? Sai, Jane. So, it's cool. It's fun having people from other cultures. A whole different naming customs everywhere. You know, wow. people do it differently. So, um, just. A
1: lot of fun. Wow, um, good times. Good middle any, name game. If
0: anyone figures out if Zach has a middle name, let me know. Does it even exist? Ugh, man. Dude, that seems like one of those I saw so many articles, five things you need to know about Zach. And it's just like, man, none of you are telling me if he has a middle name or not. I need to know. Someone find his high school yearbook for so. him. Uh, you don't even put middle names in high school yearbooks. No. Anymore. Someone no. Can find his
1: birth certificate. Can I can't believe be basketball like, reference or Wikipedia does not have some guy's middle names. That's crazy. And
0: that's when they don't have it. I'm just like he yeah. doesn't have one. Yeah. <laughs> because man, I couldn't find it anywhere blank. else. So
1: um Um, cool check the media guide no oh strange yeah that's the other place it would be official we'll get to the bottom of it you know we will unless you guys know then holla at us and we'll retweet you
0: i get it i don't like my metal
1: names (laughs) just keep it in the dark
0: yeah you know if i could
1: uh all right that's the end of our show everybody thank you for listening thank you to everyone who is still following this team Um, And listening to our weekly show We really appreciate it Uh, Make sure you head over to our website Wolvescast.com You can listen to all of our shows Back episodes, stuff like that You can also go to the shop page over there The store And purchase a uh, Tom Thibodeau mullet pin It is a pin um, that you can wear on your clothing And it depicts Tom Thibodeau from 1989 When he was an assistant coach under Bill Musselman With the flowing locks um, so go check that out we gotta sell some more pins you guys grab That's a been pin.
0: called the t- best Tom Thibodeau pin on the internet.
1: Best best pin of 2017. Right there, you guys. Check that one out.
0: I want to give a shout out to all my listeners who are maybe new listeners yeah. who just heard From me trivia? out trivia the past two weeks. I've okay. been pushing hard to, for them to listen to Wolvescast. And I've teased them that they could get a bonus point. So here it is, once again, for you to remember. <laughs> is you draw a basketball by your team name. Just okay. draw a basketball. Team just Dap Boys ball. did it last Circle, week. Circle,
1: a couple lines in there.
0: Shout out to Lutheran Volleyball Club, one of our frequent uh, podcast uh, trivia teams. And they won their... The cat sat on the first place prize for the first time ever two weeks ago so shouts to them
1: you guys go to Darby's Proud Trivia every Tuesday night Every 6 Tuesday. pm 6pm
0: the Wolves are on the road they've got it on all the TV screens in there and then you can watch me just melt down watch a, Scott a, a, a freak out anyway. on
1: the mic he has a microphone he has beers and he is watching the Wolves game it's, you will get to see it it's a, always
0: interesting never dull and I rarely remember most of it there's the also clipping day. on the mic well, well, on, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty good on the no clipping at this point <laughs> you, guys, you turn down a little bit before yeah, you rant yeah. yeah I got a little bit You know, every once in a while mistakes do happen. Mistakes do happen.
1: All right, everybody, we'll be back next week with another episode of Wolves Cast. We really appreciate you listening. And yeah, we'll see you next week. We got Cherry Berry at Target Center. They got Chick fil A here. And Andrew Wiggins denies them their Chick fil A.